tell you what's happening, guys. I've got a brand new Eastman's Elevated for you. So I thought I'd sit down, record a uh, New Year's special here, so solo podcast, and we'll get right into it. I just want to thank a couple of my sponsors. I want to thank Forever Barnwood. Forever Barnwood is a new sponsor to Eastman's Elevated, and they're actually new to Barney Construction as well. Uh, I'm going to use these guys a bunch. So uh, it's a small business that started up that makes new wood look like old. So they run it through the mill, and they get a circle sawn look to it, or the other side of the board has a raised grain look like an old barn. Uh, they have this treatment process that impregnates in the wood that turns it these beautiful brown colors. And, and this is a real high-end look, especially for these western homes like where I'm at in Montana. Uh, it, it's just a one-of-a-kind look. Now, I'm going to use these on my personal house. They have a bunch of different products, so they've got shiplap they've got tongue and groove they've got box beams that are all milled with these beautiful corners in fact i'm going to use it on a project that i'm going to be finishing out this spring uh it it just looks amazing uh they have uh the wood floors which are an absolute one of a kind uh, just a bunch of different products there that are made to look like barn board. They'll mill nominal lumber. Uh, they even have custom doors for the interior of a house. Uh, like I say, I think I'm going to use a bunch of these products on my new house that's coming up uh, and the houses for my clients that I'm working on. In fact, I've already sent out some sample pieces to one of my clients now, uh, sent them to the website. So their website is Forever Barnwood. Uh, just a, a great company. We're really happy to have their support here on Eastman's Elevated. They have a bunch of dealers across the country, but they're now selling direct. Uh, so they've got their own shipment in place. You can order from them direct, get better pricing, and they'll ship it straight to you. So Forever Barnwood, uh, new reclaims old. I also want to thank Cutter Stabilizers. I uh, really appreciate the support from Cutter and from Earl Stroll. They're a small business. Uh, Earl came up with the design and has developed these stabilizers for the last few years. Uh, he's also evolved the, the connections on them to make sure they're absolutely bomb-proof. And if you want to take your shooting to the next level, there's nothing like adding a bigger bar on front or adding a sidebar to your hunting bow. Uh, they just hold so dang good on target. Uh, so I'm shooting a 15 out front. I'm shooting a 12 in the back. I'm shooting 6 ounces out front, and I'm shooting 10 ounces in the back for an added weight of right around a pound or so. Uh, you can add or deduct weights uh, from the front of the back one ounce at a time. He also sells those weights, and it just really helps to uh, not only the hold, but it helps the reaction of the bow. So if you're getting low hits, you can add more weight to the back or take some weight away from the front and uh, get away from those those low misses. Same thing with high misses uh, and really find the balance point of your bow. Uh, they're absolutely awesome products. They're made of carbon fiber, so they're really lightweight. They're a small diameter, so they cut the wind really well. They're just an awesome design and I believe the best stabilizers on the market market right now. So if you're in the market for some new stabilizers, make sure to check out Cutter. And with that out there at Eastman's, um, yeah, we've got the magazines. I've got an article coming up in the Eastman's Bow Hunting Journal, continuing to write for that. I just really enjoy the magazines and I'm proud to, to be part in them. Uh, we have a promo code for the magazines. Uh, type in uh, Elevated321. That'll get you both magazines and an outdoor edge knife for $50. Also, make sure to check out our Tag Hub. It's our internet resource tool. Uh, I have a promo code on that as well to save, I believe, 20%. Just type in Brian on there, and uh, you'll get that discount. 
and uh, be part of Tag Hub, which is a, a internet resource that compiles all this data in all the Western states and tags available to help you learn what the best opportunities are uh, for the species you want to hunt and also season dates or weapon you want to use. So great resource for hunters out there. Uh, I'm using it all the time and they keep evolving it and improving it. And uh, I'm impressed at what a great tool it is for us Western hunters. Also, make sure to check out uh, uh, Eastman's. Jesus, I just lost my place. I'm not starting over though. Uh, just lost. Uh, 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 check us out on the Outdoor Channel on Eastman's Hunting TV. Uh, you can set your DVR to that. Some great new episodes coming out for the new year. Also, check us out on uh, Eastman's uh, Beyond the Grid, which is our internet TV show. You can find on YouTube there. Uh, we'll have some great new episodes coming out, including uh, a bunch of my episodes that'll be um, hitting here soon. Um, I haven't seen anything lately. I haven't seen the final edits on them. I did see a final edit on a Nevada high country hunt that turned out really well that I'm really proud of and uh, excited to see that release to you guys. So I'll let you know as soon as they release. Also, a bunch on there with Dan Bacar, who's just a diehard bow hunter, which I need to get back on the podcast. He does great on here. Um, but um, a bunch with Dan Bacar. I really enjoy his stuff. Uh, and then you can also catch the Eastmans on there as well. And um, with that, let's get into this podcast. New Year's podcast. So... Um, gosh, it wouldn't be an Eastman's elevated solo unless, um, you know, I'm talking about, uh, self-improvement and, um, talking about, uh, the new year and, you know, well, I have new year's resolutions. They're not much of resolutions. It's more of the same. It's just being better at it, you know, uh, it, improving on what I've already built. Um, you know, and there's some, um, there's some mental stuff too and some improvements I need to make to myself. Like I think uh I think life is like this this evolution where you just continue to learn, uh continue to be better at it and uh continue to improve your skills. And so like a couple things like on a real personal issue, like a couple things that I need to do here in the new year be better at. Um so one is um delivering bad news. Um I've got this aversion to to conflict like I, I just like to try to make everybody happy and um, uh, try to impress everybody I don't know what that is exactly but um, you know I just I almost avoid conflict and and I've got better over the years at at just giving like you know to use an example would be like homeowners but you know I mean this also goes for buddies and acquaintances and um you know, it it goes for a lot in my life. It goes with my family as well. And, and everybody's happier if you're just upfront and honest, you know. And so, like, I need to be better at tackling conflict and um, just diving into it, not procrastinating it and having these tough conversations and giving people tough news. It, it's just way better to deliver it up front and to deal with it than to put it off and, and me be stressing over it for days or weeks until I deliver this bad news. And so, um, I mean, it, it started, you know, this morning I, I had uh, uh, three messages that I had to send out that, you know, I was kind of dreading and you know, I procrastinated those too much as well. And so I need to be better at diving into those. You know, one was a client where I couldn't take on their job, even though, you know, I've, I've worked for their family before, really wanted to try to fit them in, but, but there's just no way I've just taken on too much work and I can't be at my best on their job. And so, you know, it's either I take the job and disappoint them while I'm working on it, or I tell them now that I just, you know, 
if, if we want to do this this um, this this job at a different time, you know, I'll be able to put my full effort into it and know that I can do you a good job. But trying to fit it in with the two houses I got to finish and a couple more I got to start and looking at doing another house like I I just don't have the time to to put the effort into their project and their their project is going to suffer from it. And so like I I had to deliver that bad news Um another one uh, trying to uh, plan a hunt and um, plan it and they had talked you know the last couple weeks about maybe trying to put this hunt together and uh, I, I just have too much going as far as my hunting schedule and had some things come through so I had to deliver that bad news so just a couple little corks with my personality that I need to work on here in the next coming year that I'm aware of and uh, I need to improve so I need to be better at delivering bad news like uh, another one that I need to do you know, and I don't know, you know, it kind of ties to self-confidence or it ties to um, celebrating my successes. Man, I have no problem putting in the work to climb the top of the mountain, putting in the work to arrowing this great buck. But I don't always celebrate my successes. Like, I'm really tough on myself. And, um, you know, I, I need to celebrate these successes and, um, you know, not like hooray for me or like a not a big e ego trip or something like that. But... It seems like um, I've been on so many of these big adventures that, that I push myself to my limits on a lot of these. And so, like, I, I try to compare myself to those and they, you know, sometimes my effort doesn't stand up to a previous hunt or, like, um, it's, I you know, I guess I haven't thought my way through all these um, thoughts that I'm going to put out on the podcast, but I know it's something that I need to improve. I know I can put in the work to climb to the top of the mountain, but I don't always feel like I deserve to be to the top of the mountain, if that makes sense. You know, I, I don't always um, look at myself in the best light, even though I put forth all this effort and try to be the absolute best human I can be. And so, like, I, I need to celebrate that and I need to continue to put in the work. Like, I enjoy the process and I enjoy working hard, but I also, you know, I've got to be comfortable, you know, in my own skin and, and comfortable uh, and confident, you know, in my business and in um, the hunting world, the outdoor industry. Like, um, you know, I have a lot to offer and uh, I need to be proud of what I've accomplished and what I've done and um, and and stand tall. And, uh, you know, that goes for negotiations that goes, you know, there's a, a lot of different things this plays into. And not that I'm a total lack of confidence or uh, just crumbles of a man or anything, but, you know, uh, a lot of times I'm I'm just way too tough on myself and uh, I need to relax, enjoy life and um, uh, be happy for where I'm at and what I've achieved and what I've done and um, embrace it with a smile. And uh, uh, so anyways, just a couple like super personal items that I'm starting off the podcast with that I need to improve in the next coming year. So we can all look at ourselves and uh, make improvements. Um it's a fine line, you know. You you can't be an egotistical maniac and and be uh, so uh, overconfident or so brazen or so like to to where uh, you don't look at reality, you know. And and the other end of it is being underconfident in your skills or the things that you can do. And and I have a lot of confidence in my construction abilities and my abilities to be able to contract. Uh, I've got a lot of confidence in being a good family man, good father, you know, even though, you know, you doubt things at times or should make better moves. And that's part of my New Year's, too, is just um, uh, more with my family, more engaged, chipping in more around the house. You know, there's always those things you can do. Uh, and I've also got 
a lot of confidence in my hunting abilities. You know, I know that I can research these units and take on these challenges and these new hunts that are extremely difficult with a bow and arrow. And I know I can come out on top. Um, but it, it's just, um, it, it's a fine line. And, um, I, I just want to walk that line a little bit better if that makes sense. So, um, yeah, a couple of, couple of my new year's resolutions and then, um, on to the hunting stuff. Like, uh, hunting is such a, a, a big portion of my life. Like, uh, I just love it with every fiber of my being. I absolutely love it. it. It's so challenging and so difficult. It requires complete discipline and dedication. Like, this is the stuff that I'm into. And I, I'm just fortunate in life that I, that I found my passion. I, I found this thing that, that keeps me happy, that soothes my soul, that, that, that has me wanting more and, and, uh, more adventure. And, and I do have so much confidence in my, my wood sense and, um, uh, being able to go to the mountains and challenge myself on adverse conditions and gnarly terrain and, and extreme weather. And I know that I can keep myself safe and return to hunt another day. And, uh, so I just want to continue to, to push my limits. I mean, in this new year, um, I want to break my governor. I, I, I want to, I want to push really hard on all these hunts and, um, I want to enjoy them. Um, I, I, uh, it's another thing that, that I've been working on, you know, uh, the last handful of years or my entire life really is to enjoy my time that I do get. It's, uh, taking care of my responsibilities, but once I'm in the woods and once I'm in hunting, uh, problems that arise or that come up, um, you know, I can either handle them there in real time or I can handle them when I get back. But the one thing I'm not going to do is I'm not going to worry about them or stress about them. I'm going to make my decision. I'm going to go with it and then really enjoy the time that I get. I mean, you look at a year, 365 days a year, and I get to hunt quite a few days out of those. But if I'm not enjoying my time out hunting, then what's the point? I should be working, you know? And so like, I've got to wrap my, my head around that and not feel guilty for the time I get. Like, uh, we get one chance this life and I'm going to try to do the best job to to live as much of it as I can and so uh, when I do go on these big adventures or these big hunts you know I'm going to make sure that everything's taken care of but I'm also uh, my priority is to make sure that I enjoy it that I that I do get the benefits out of hunting that I that I strive for that soothing the soul that filling my cup that adventure that having fun and if if I've got anxiety or things I'm worried about that I'm not enjoying it to the fullest and sure there's always going to be things come up there's always going to be issues and problems but uh, if I have the time and I'm out there hunting I'm going to be hunting and focus solely on that 100 percent um so you know just some some things I'm working on and and you know all these things that I've mentioned um you know, it's it's not something that I can solve in one day, one week, or even one month. Like, I've been working on this stuff for years, and I'm a lot further down the road now than I was even a handful of years ago. But um, I just want to continue to work on it and continue to improve it and um, uh, make it better. So uh, I just um, I w- I want to work hard to be present on these hunts and um, really embrace it, embrace the challenge. And as far as, like skill sets and what I want to accomplish. I, I really don't have, you know, like I'd love to arrow a big buck. I'd love to arrow a big bull, but really I just, um, I want to enjoy my time out there and go embrace the adventure. Like I, I just want to have the adventures of a lifetime out there. 
and uh wherever that lands me like when i see a buck i'm happy with like i kind of know you know if he's a a heavy older buck and something that i'm completely psyched with like i'm gonna go try to arrow him and um you know maybe if it's a a hunt where there is an opportunity at a great big giant buck well i've killed a lot of bucks i can hold out or i can eat a tag to um to to go for for one of these bucks uh you know next level bucks or set my sights a little bit higher i can eat a tag it's not a problem like um improvement i can i i can i can arrow critters on these hunts and i can accomplish my goals like i don't need to just shoot a buck to shoot a buck like it has to be one that i'm psyched with and one that i'm happy with and um you know one that 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 matches um you know my ideas for the hunt or my goals for the hunt so um no no real sight set on a 200 inch deer or 400 inch bull or anything um i'm just gonna punt my ass off and see where that lands me and uh have some great adventures like i'm really gonna push hard to try to push my limits and um go hard and so like like that brings us like i'm always mentioning all these facets that goes into being a complete bow hunter and um, all these facets, like you, you have to, you, you have to dive into and commit to all these different facets and all these different skill sets to be a complete bow hunter. And so, like um, I, I always mention them, but I want to talk about them again because these are the like the pillars of success. And if you build a strong foundation and you build these pillars and you continue to grow all these skill sets, you will be a successful bow hunter. Um, first and foremost, mental toughness. Um, th- this is one, um, you know, if I, I attribute a lot of my success to mental toughness and my mental edge. Um, this is something that you, you can't just want and, and get, well, you can just want it, but you have to work for it. You have to build it. Um, and, and you build it through, through discipline, through dedication. And like, um, like for me, I've had all these tough hunts where, you know, I've been counted out or I've, I've missed a buck and I pick myself back up and I get after it and I, I end up arrowing a good buck or, um, you know, I, I face these challenges and these trials and tribulations head on and uh, able to tackle them and come out on top. So that gives me confidence. Um, a lot of my um, uh, a lot of it comes from uh, my training, um, you know, uh, and I'll get into physical fitness, but physical fitness also sharpens your mental edge and so like to have this mental edge this never die this never quit attitude is so imperative to to being successful you're always pushing over the next mountain and you know it 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 may seem on a hunt like I'm not having fun all the time because I'm pushing so hard but that push is what I love you know I love like pushing myself physically and mentally and and the deal is, is we have so much more to give mentally than we give, you know, and I've learned that on, on marathons, on ultra marathons. Um, you know, I had, a, um, you know, I've quit, we quit on ourselves and, and you can have your ego hide it from you. But when you really look at things in reality, we, we quit like the, the, the reason we don't accomplish our goals on a hunt, um, you know, and, and sure there can be an, a bunch of outside elements that come into, to factor there, but ultimately it's because we, we quit and there is like a time when you do have to quit and you do have to go home and there is a, a line of safety, uh, that you have to live to hunt another day and you have to make good decisions, but there too, we have so much more to give and me included. I'm one of the, the toughest, 
um, you know, I have one of the toughest minds and mentally, like I think I attribute a lot of my success to that, but I still have more to grow. There's no ceiling there. I can continue to harness that and grow that. And, um, so I just want to push and find another level, find another gear. And, um, so, you know, I, I get a lot of that out of, out of my trail running, out of my training. I want to do more CrossFit. And as I get into physical fitness, so, you know, I'll talk about that more, just more upper body, just more commitment. But these runs, um, they really do a lot for me for, uh, uh, pushing my, my, my mental toughness and, you know, just the discipline of getting myself out there day in, day out. And if I'm being totally honest, like, you know, I, I, I've had some good runs, but the last couple days have been shit runs, you know, it's like, um, they're not, they're not all peachy. Like there's snow on the ground. I'm running through a foot of snow. I'm running through cold. I'm running through wind. And, and just some days I have it and some days I don't. But I continue to get myself out there. I continue to put one foot in front of the other. I continue to get my runs in. And, um, you know, it, it ebbs and flows and I'll, you know, I'll find my motivation. I did a, a, a great one a handful of days ago. I had Dan Staten on and I, I left the podcast feeling like I could run through a brick wall and got a great run in and it felt good during the run. Like I don't, I don't feel good all the time, but I make myself do it. And through that discipline, when it comes to hunting season, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to accomplish my goals and, and go arrow that animal. So it's like a constant effort. So I just want to push that mental edge, and some of the ways I'm going to push that are in uh, long runs and my training. Um, you know, I'm going to push it definitely in my hunting and in my my plans and big backpack trips. Really pushing my my limit of what my mind thinks I can do and going further. Um, like I can walk and walk and walk. I'm in, you know, I'm in mountain shape. I've structured my whole life around mountain shape. Like I can go and go and go. Uh, what's going to give out is going to be my mind, not my body. So I just want to harness that and um, continue continue to grow and evolve that mental toughness. And so I'm going to do it through my discipline of, of running and working out and making sure that I dedicate to that each and every day to my physical fitness. Uh, I'm going to do it on long runs of really pushing my capabilities, doing those 20-plus mile runs in the mountains with um, tons of elevation. Uh, I'm also going to... Uh, uh, peak grab here. I'm going to start grabbing some peaks just because it's it's like an uh, all-day exertion. You know, it's like six, eight, ten hours of leaving the trailhead, uh, whether I'm jogging or whether I'm hiking up to the top, whatever it is, just push to grab some of those peaks because in the mountains, it seems like it, it it's not really the distance that gets me or gets you or gets anybody out there. It's the elevation. And so I uh, just want to continue to run elevation, single track trails, and my body feels great. Like uh, I just want to uh, continue to to push that mental edge. That's how I'm going to do it. You know, from there, you know, on the mental side of things and uh, working on that, like another pillar is the physical fitness. And so um, just working hard in this new year each and every day. And I'm really good about getting my runs in. This has always been a huge part of my workout. But I also need to make sure that I'm carrying the rest of my body with that. And so, like, I've I've done good at um, doing upper body fitness, but I can just step it up. I can just make sure that day in, day out, 
uh, I'm doing stuff for my upper body. And so a lot of it's just easy body weight exercise, just push-ups every single day, my pull-ups every single day, uh, doing a lot of these core exercises, uh, doing my kettlebell workout, you know, just making sure that, that there's consistency there. You know, I, I laxed off during hunting season. I wasn't doing as much upper body stuff. And so, you know, it's taken me a while to get back in the routine of things, to, to, to build my back up strong enough. And it's wild when you're when you're lifting and you're doing these exercises with upper body, it's a fine line, like at least with my construction haggard body, you know, and like I think everybody else out there is the same. Like I'm 41 now and I've had injuries to my back and like, um, you know, and so like when I when I don't lift with my back and lose that consistency and I get back to it, it's really easy to overdo it and to pull a muscle or to get a tweak in my back. And then once that tweaks in my back, then that's not the time to strengthen my back. And so like I, I've got to build it up gradually is the, the way to build your back up stronger, your core up stronger, whatever it is, is just this, this gradual improvement where you're pushing your back, you're getting a workout, you're building muscle, but you're not overdoing it to where you tweak your back to where then you're hurt for two weeks and you can't make those gains. And then continually, continually just stacking a little bit more on, a little bit more on, a little bit more on. And, and my body will adapt to the stress at which I put on it, but it's not one day stress, you know, it's like multiple days. And so uh, I've done really good, like a couple tweaks in my back that are just absolutely minor. And the better shape you're in and the better uh, fitness you're in, like the uh, the least uh, the less severe like these injuries are going to be. And then it's just a little tweak and like on the scale of one to ten, it's like a two. Uh, you know, it's not like an eight where I'm laid up in bed or I can't move or I can't go to work. It's just a tweak that's a little bit annoying that I've got to deal with for a week or so. But, um, you know, a couple little minor setbacks. But other than that, I've been able to really build my strength gradually. Uh, so really working um, to do more of that without taking away from my runs. Uh, so it's just fitting it in day in, day out. And then, like, um, doing these little things. Like, I'm, I'm a bit... Um, I've read this book, Breathe, and, um, you know, I've, I've followed, uh, who's that guy that climbed Everest with no shoes on? God, what's his name? He's a, he's a bit hippy dippy, but his breathing techniques, like they, they work, I'm working on my breath hold and, uh, working on my breathing and trying to do that day in, day out. Hey, it's like, man, little, any little edge that I can get, that's going to make me better. Uh, I'm doing it. And I've, I've noticed that breath work over the last handful of years has really helped me with high altitude hunting. It, it's really helped me with high exertion. Uh, you know, the, the, I can see the improvements in my breath hold, you know, to be able to hold my breath for three minutes or, you know, it's like, that's crazy. Like I could, you know, it was maybe 30 seconds before that. So just lung capacity and breathing. And so I'm working on breath work, uh, working on um, my hot weather training, you know, which is uh, my steamer, which I absolutely love. Um, and I can push my mental edge in there. Again, this is another way to push my mental edge that is an exercise, but I can in that steam room for sitting in that heat and enduring, you know, and thinking about my goals and where I want to be and what I want to do and what I what I want to achieve and sit in there. So that really helps cold water immersion. Uh, this is something I've added in the last couple of years. I hate cold water. <laughs> I'm such a such a weenie when it comes to cold water that a lot of times I don't even want to swim because I don't want to get in the cold water, but that's changing. You know, that's another thing. 
if I'm being completely honest with myself, that I can take my mental edge to another level. So uh, I don't have a, a cold water tub or an ice tub yet. I would like to get one. So it's cold enough in Montana where I can just stand out in my underwear outside and get pretty cold. Uh, and just enduring this cold, uh, cold weather and then also cold showers. Um, I hate them. I hate getting in the cold water. The minute I get in there, I almost like hyperventilate or it's tough to get my breathing. So I practice this this breathing routine, uh, four seconds of breathing out, hold for four seconds, breathe in for four seconds, hold for four seconds, breathe out for like I do this this breathing exercise while standing in the cold. And uh, again, just pushing my mental edge. And there's so many benefits to this cold immersion and cold training. So just like another edge. And, and for me, like, uh, you know, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not looking for this this huge 50% gain. Like even 1% here or 1% there, um, you know, it, it, it's going to make a difference on my hunts. And so I'm just looking for these small advantages to make me better. Oh, and I heard this stat the other day. So if you could make 1% improvement every day. Now, 1% isn't exactly feasible, especially once you start to get to a high level. I've been running for so many years. It's hard to improve on yourself 1%. But think about this. If you could improve these facets by 1%, these pillars, these physical fitness, this mental edge, this, um, uh, you know, and I'm going to get into to stalking skill and instincts and then um, into shooting abilities. So let's just say you could improve 1% per day that you put in the work. Um, if you were to do that for a year, you would be 37 times better than you are right now. Like, that's crazy, right? And and I know, you you know, can't make a 1% gain, but even if you were to, to, to make a half a percent gain or a quarter percent gain per day, you're going to be so much of a, a better version than you are right now standing here today. So, like, that's what I'm trying to do is not just go through the motions of my exercise, but really make improvements and make gains. So... You know, it's, it sounds a uh, it sounds a bit crazy, but I'm just looking for these these advantages. Like I I love this backcountry hunting with every fiber of my being, and there's no ceiling or limit to how good you can get. I'm just doing everything possible. Like when you're in the hunt, you do anything to get a chance at a buck or a chance at a bull. You get anything to to make that perfect shot. And so I'm just trying to do that anything right now in the off season and improve my skill set. So when I come into to hunting season, I'm a better version, uh, a better hunter, a uh, better person than I am right now. So like those are those small gains that I'm trying to make and and making them through through different avenues like like breathwork. And the other one, too, that goes along with physical fitness is stretching um, us males. God dang it. We just do not have flexibility. And I stretch all the time. It is really tough to improve my flexibility. Now, you know, I've done a couple yoga classes with the wife, you know that isn't quite me either. Like I don't mind. Um, it is quality time that I can spend with her. And so if I can do an online class or something like that, that helps me great. But just stretching day in, day out after these runs, after these lifts, keeping this flexibility, like flexibility is strength. Like it's a major portion of your strength. It does no good if you're super strong, but you can't twist or you don't, 
uh, to have that flexibility. The flexibility is huge. And uh, so uh, it's a big part of what I'm working on as well is just day in, day out stretching. And and I do that, you know, like I'll do it like as we're watching TV in the evening, like me and my wife will sit down and me, my wife and my kids will sit down for an hour or two a night. We'll watch TV together, hang out. It's kind of our quality time. We also do dinner together and and uh, it's just nice that, that we can hang out together. But during that, I don't have to sit on the couch. Like, I can sit on the floor and I can stretch. And um, I can be working towards my goals as I'm relaxing, you know. And so uh, that's another part of physical fitness that I'm working on as well. Archery. Man, archery, like your skill set, such a major component to success. Every successful hunt will come down to making a shot. It's not a perfect world out there, but I'm going to do my best to improve my skills. And for me, it's just it, it's just time, just committing that time day in, day out to my bow and to archery. Got a really solid foundation here. I can shoot a bow really well. I know the ins and outs of a bow, uh, the tuning process. It's just spending the time and going through this, like really messing and tweaking with my bow to find the, the right tune, the absolute right arrows for it, getting this thing absolutely dialed in, and then uh, working on my execution, never cheating a shot. I love to pull through my shot. And a lot of that is just getting a hold of myself on these shots on animals, this execution on animals. And so preparing for that year round, every time I shoot, like I'm, I'm thinking of shooting at that animal and how I'm going to get control of myself and I'm going to execute a good shot. All the little things, practicing from my knees, practicing angles, high pressure shots, shooting around people, uh, shooting these 3D courses really helps my game. Just doing all these little things, to me, I don't need to shoot 100 arrows a day, but I do need to shoot enough arrows where I'm working again on that improvement and not just maintaining. Like, you know, there's some days throughout the years where I just go out and I shoot six arrows, dozen arrows, and and like just kind of maintaining. I'm not really pushing myself to get better and so I want to work on that this year and uh, really when I have the time to be shooting I need to be shooting and and working on my game and improving it working on this bow Uh, this new v3x is amazing working on some new arrow setups that that I'm going to be using for this thing and so um, you know just working on my archery working on my game and then um, uh, shooting at animals like um, uh, you know that's there's like a, experience is a great teacher. Like being able to hunt and execute shots on trophy animals is huge. Being able to, to get a hold of myself. And so, you know, just doing more of the same, more visualizations, uh, more practice, shooting around people, high stress situations, just becoming the best archer I can. Like diving deep down the rabbit hole of my bow. Any improvements I can make, if there's money I need to spend to, to upgrade something, upgrade it. Like uh, whatever it is, just making those moves day in, day out to be committed to archery, committed to my bow and arrow. Because I know ultimately these hunts will come down to making a shot. And once season's here and I'm going so hard, there's no time to improve my archery or my shooting or my game. Like the time to improve it is right now. And so uh, shooting indoor helps my game. Like um, there's a lot of things that help my game that I uh, just need to continue to work on. Uh, need to get a 3D target again. Like... um 
you know, I, I usually have one every season that I'm shooting at, and these 3D courses really help out. It's so nice to have, like, a deer target in your yard with no orange dot on it, just being able to pick a spot, execute that arrow in there, and uh, just want to do all these little things throughout the year to be the absolute best archer I can. So when it comes down to making a shot, that I can make it. And um, so, yeah, really going to dedicate myself to, to archery, the craft. And I love it. Like, I'd, I'd love, like, all this stuff is is embracing the process. And I get to, I get to bow hunt so much. I'm so fortunate. Uh, but, you know, that also um, leaves less time to, to train and improve my skill sets. And so I need to make sure that when I don't have a hunt going on or I do have free time throughout now and the winter months until I get to bear season and in the summer months, like I need to be working hard to improve myself. So when I when I get there to the hunt, I'm a better version of myself than I am right now. I can be better than I was last season. I can be better than I was the season before. Um, there's there's no ceiling. There's no limit to where I can go. And and it's it's nice. Like I, I talked a bit about this on the Dan Staten podcast. It's coming up. But, um, you know, it's like a peak performance when you're a basketball player or you're a football player is, you know, usually in your, your early 30s or whatever. But there's no limit as a bow hunter, we can just keep improving and keep getting better. And I'm a better version of myself now than I was a year ago or that I was five years ago. And, and, um, to me now, I just don't see any limit to where I can go and what I can do. And I think peak performance, uh, definitely can come later as a bow hunter. And this is something we can do, you know, well into, I can keep adventuring well into my sixties and, and even later, like it's amazing. Every generation gets healthier and healthier, but, uh, at least for me, you know, there's just no signs of slowing down. Uh, you know, the, being immersed in this and having something I love means that I think about it all the time and I put so much effort. I mean, it's, it's, um, it really helps to keep me happy and like, um, it's what I love to do. And, and, uh, I just don't see any signs of slowing down. And I know this next season, I'm going to be a better version than I was before. And, um, I'm just going to keep making these, these improvements. Been through physical fitness, been through, um, uh, archery, what I'm going to do there talked about the mental side of things and then you know there's these hunting skill sets um man it's it's so important like um to be able to further your knowledge of hunting to evolve the these instincts and these these skills that come along with being in the woods and hunting and um really experiences the best teacher like uh there's there's a bunch of uh, shortcuts you can take and there's so much information out there that you can read and take in this information but then you have to put it into practice in the field and so you know that this this ties to a lot of the other skill sets but you know it's like um being able to get to the woods and and dissect those mountains and figure out where those animals are living through great glassing points and hiking good ridgelines and good effort, uh, uh, good glassing, and then like uh, 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 making good good plans for stalking and and then practicing the stalk uh, of getting in close. And so there's like all these things. This hunting skill set is huge, and I've noticed like over the years. Like there's a lot of guys in great shape. There's a lot of guys that can shoot a bow, but if you lack in hunting skills, like you won't create the opportunities that are necessary to fill these tags. And I think in a lot of ways, this is what separates me from other guys is that, you know, I've dedicated my life to this bow hunting 
And um, I don't rifle hunt, so all I do is bow hunt, and I spend an immense amount of time doing it throughout the season. Uh, throughout the year, you know, I, I started last year with New Mexico bow hunt for mule deer multiple days, and then I went into bear season for, you know, a month or more hunting bears. I went to Hawaii and hunted axis deer and hunted multiple bucks there, uh, you know, came back, and then I hunted the early season. I hunted uh, uh, two different states. I hunted a um, uh, two different states for early season mule deer. And then, and then I hunted antelope in my home state. Then I hunted elk in my home state, then mule deer in my home state, then mule deer in another state, uh, to wrap up the late season. So I get all this experience. And I really think this is what separates me is I've built these hunting skill sets. And, and this goes for e-scouting. This goes for scouting boots on the ground. Like the more time you can spend in the woods, the more time you can spend hunting, the more time you can spend bow hunting and stalking, like the better you get at these. And you take things, like I get things from podcasts and from my guests. I get things, you know, I read so many books when I was young about hunting and stalking and it plants the seed inside your head of uh, what the, the black and white moves are that you have to make. But, but then it's putting those thoughts and ideas and theories into play in the real world, in the hunting world, and, and learning from that. And, and really, like the person that can soak up the most knowledge from these hunts is going to be the best hunter out there. The, the, the hunter that's cerebral, that really thinks about these things and, and thinks about the ins and outs, the ones listening to the podcast, improving their skills, thinking how they can implement in this into their own game are the guys that are going to improve. And this, this hunting skill set is such a major pillar to success and, and it's something that we all need to harness and work on and so you know for me it's just hunting a lot it's being out there and then it's learning from it it's not making the same mistakes over again it's trusting my intuition and my instincts on the moves that I need to make and um, you know I, I've also challenged this through hunting you know a bunch of different species in a bunch of different habitats and every one you have to solve the puzzle you've got to figure it out figure out where the concentrations of game animals are because they're not spread throughout country they're in pockets and so you got to find and figure out the pockets you got to unlock the secrets to the unit you're hunting or the habitat you're hunting to be able to consistently turn up animals to get opportunities and to get chances at them and um so so for me like you know so for me, it's just fitting in a bunch of these Western hunts and Western adventures and different species and different habitats and really challenging that. It's also thinking in the off-season, my visualizations, and uh, it's also my e-scouting. Like, the more time I spend on Google Earth, the more time I spend on Onyx, the more time I, I spend researching units, finding quality units that fit my preferences for what I want to hunt, is, is just going to equal more opportunities come hunting season, a better chance at success, a better chance at these... Uh, these bigger next level animals and so uh, for me it's just spending that time doing that and like if I was less experienced and and I mean who's to say I could probably benefit from a lot of this as well but even like getting out and just stalking animals like just figuring out you know what I can get away with and what I can so you know if there's white-tailed does if there's mule deer does in your area like maybe you're taking a hike and you're getting your exercise to hike up a mountain and you run into some mule deer why not take a break and try stalking them and see how close you can get I remember when I was a kid I read what is it I think it's like Tom Brown or I may be remembering it wrong but I read these books by Tom Brown that had all this survival stuff in it and I remember he was talking about I don't know how good my memory, this is like a 20 year memory, but I was remember, 
I remember him talking about touching all the North American game animals and how tough it was to touch a fox, to sneak in close enough to touch a fox, to touch a deer, to touch an elk. And it it's pretty wild. Like, I don't know, you know, as good as my stalking skills are, I've, I've been pretty close to animals for sure. Uh, I don't know that I've touched any live animals that I can remember. But... It's um it was pretty wild like to to hear about that the stalking skills and again there's just no ceiling there's no limit to how good we can get and the moves we can make and year after year I keep improving my skills and and to me like uh I'm aggressive to try to make plays you probably heard that on the um Sam Davis podcast gosh I don't think I've released that one yet it is an awesome podcast. You guys are going to love it. I'll, I'll release it here in the next couple weeks. Uh, Predators never quit. Um, uh, Sam is just a, a great bow hunter, and we get into a lot of this. But uh, I keep developing these patients on animals, knowing what I can get away with and what I can't. And I, I just keep getting better and better. And so I hunt aggressively. I make plays when I think I can harvest that animal, but I don't stalk reckless. I know what I can get away with and what I can't. And then I'm just getting better at these nuances, these little movements and knowing when to move and when not to move, uh, keeping my element of surprise, uh, just just really working the ungulation and the terrain to the best of my abilities. And there there's so much there. And, um, so I think like for the average guy, it's, it's hunting, but it's also like, if you're out doing runs or doing hikes and you run into animals, like taking a stock and, and really taking it serious. Like you can't just haphazardly try to stock in and go, oh, I busted them at 30, 40 yards, but not really trying, like really trying, really keeping low, really reading that animal's mannerisms, really seeing how close you can get undetected. And, and these stocks, they, they take a long time to be patient and to do it correctly. But the more stocks you get under the belt, the better you're going to get at, at this stocking instinct. Uh, the more time you can spend in the mountains, whether that's stock, uh, scouting trips in the summertime, whether that's hunts, just the better you're going to get at locating animals, uh, traversing through country, like all these little skill sets that play into instincts. Uh, so like, I, I think it's so important to hunting. Um, you know, also this e-scouting, this spending this time, this learning these units, like spending that time pays dividends come season. So continually doing that and putting the time and effort, um, you know, in, into what we love to do, you know, and we're only going to get better at. So I really think like practicing these stalking skills. And the other thing I think is, um, uh, you know, is, is, is figuring out high opportunity hunts. Um, you know, doing these hunts, these antelope hunts where you get a bunch of stocks and you get to challenge yourself and to try to arrow an antelope, you know, it's a real challenge. Like when I first started, it took me three years to kill my first antelope with my bow just to learn those necessary skills to be able to get in close enough to execute a good shot. And, um, you know, now I've had uh, a bunch of success on antelope and I really attribute a lot of my elk and deer success to antelope hunting. So, you know, looking in this off season for an antelope hunting opportunity, uh, you know, I know here in my in my home state, they'll give me five white-tailed doe tags, and there's public land around where I can go hunt white-tailed does with my bow. Now, this really helped develop my skills when I was younger, um, 
you know, if there was a year I didn't kill an elk or uh, uh, a year where I just had extra time, I would go hunt these does because I can get five over the counter. The other thing that really helped develop my skills is um, the prison ranch, which I don't hunt anymore, but um, I would definitely go back to. I had an absolute riot there hunting there with buddies. They used to allow us to kill five deer and it could be a mule deer buck, a whitetail buck, whitetail doe, or a mule deer doe. So pretty much any deer you saw, you could hunt. And the prison ranch is is one of the biggest agriculture ranches in Montana. And they have to control the deer numbers in there. So you got to go through a background check, and you got to check in with the control station, and then you got to choose the spot where you're hunting. It's high-pressure hunting. There was a lot of guys that were there. But what it did is it gave me a ton of opportunity. I could go there and hunt deer, and they, they had really long seasons. Like I think it was open till either the 1st of January or maybe even the end of January. And um, so I could continue to go out there and I could get stocks on on deer and it's fairly open terrain and learn what I could get away with and what I couldn't, you know, instead of trying to build these skills on an elk hunt where you may only get a handful of stocks if you're lucky in a season or you might only get one. So you spend all this time to get one stock on an elk. You're not really learning much. I mean, you are, you're learning how to hunt elk and you're getting better at, at hunting elk and you are getting stocks on elk. So you are improving your skill sets, but compare that to an antelope hunt where you may get three to five stocks a day, every single day until you kill one, you may get 20, 30 stocks in a season. That's going to be huge for improving your skill set, your stocking skill set, your in instincts and so um for me it's like high opportunity hunts like planning these doe hunts or like that prison ranch or like um antelope hunts or like for me a huge part is hawaii and i've got my good buddies in hawaii that that'll have me out there and have me hunting but i feel like i get a uh, an entire hunting season of experience in, in just one like five day trip to Hawaii like there is so much action there and chase so many axis deer and the axis are so smart and so switched on and so tough to arrow that that it really it forces me to to get better at my stalking skills and so like these are all the things that really help my hunting instincts and I think have separated me throughout the years to to become consistently successful so um I just want to continue to develop those skills and um, continue to get better. And for me, it's high opportunity hunts. And so uh, every year, along with my, you know, chasing big high country mule deer, like, you know, and those can be high opportunity hunts too. If you go in high population areas or even like a rut hunt for mule deer can be a high uh, high opportunity hunt, you know, if you're in a good population of mule deer. Um, but, but, but just planning some of these um, high population, these high opportunity hunts really help with my game. Uh, and, and then I don't mind going on a low opportunity hunt. Like I'm, I'm really hoping like this year, I've been putting in for sheep tags all across the United States my entire life. I've never drawn one. I would love to get that opportunity. Um, you know, I can start putting in for mountain goat again this year. Um, I've done my seven year, eight year wait, whatever it is. So I can start applying for mountain goat in Montana again. Um, also applying for Montana moose, which would be great. So these are going to be lower opportunity hunts and I don't mind mixing these in or having this extreme challenge because I do mix the high opportunity hunts in. Um, so yeah, I'm, I mean, can you imagine be so fun to draw a sheep tag and get to try to chase one with my bow and arrow? It'd be dream. And one of these years, I'll get one. One of these years, they'll pull my lucky number, and uh, I'll get to go hunt one, and I'll get to experience it. Uh, but but really, what drives me, like, I think the funnest stuff, like, I've traveled all over, 
and um, hunted and 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 I do I, I really love to travel and hunt these different species but really the coolest stuff going is like mule deer and elk like across the west it is the coolest hunts going and uh, I just want to continue to do those hunts and um, so you know looking at this upcoming season and trying to plan out my hunts um, you know, it's going to be a big part of it. I mean, the other thing is, is time on my side. Um, you know, I take on so much, um, through Barney construction and, uh, through the outdoor industry of trying to, to run a couple podcasts and like, I just got so much going and, um, I need to start to cut that back a little bit or just develop it to make sure that I'm getting my time in the field. Like, um, man, we get one chance at life and these years are flying by and, you know, you just, um, never going to get to the end and think that I wish I would have worked more. Like I, I wish I would have done more adventures, you know? And so, um, I really need to work hard to, to make sure that I'm not taking too much on, on Barney construction. And again, that's saying no, it's saying no to good clients or good projects or good houses and not being greedy, like not chasing the buck, chasing adventure and a fulfilling life and time with my family. Like, um, uh, you know, there, there was a day and time where money was the most important thing and you do need money to survive. And not that I have a bunch of excess or anything, but I do have a buffer where I'm, I'm fine and taken care of. And so, um, like I, I need to not chase work so hard and make sure that I develop leadership in my business. Like, um, um, you know, I, I do, I have a partner that I can count on to handle things while I'm gone, but you know, I, I need to make sure that I do my part leading up to that. I need to make sure that I do my part informing clients of how we're going to run things. And, and I've got great junior leadership through my company, you know, my, um, I've got great employees that have worked for me for a bunch of years that are hardworking guys. And, and, um, you know, and so like, like I thought for a while, like, you know, I feel like I'm the best carpenter on site and um, I, I'm the, the 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 best at handling clients and I'm the best like I've developed all these skills within Barney construction that I feel like I'm the best but there's I can't do everything and so there in turn I have to train guys to be able to do the same thing as me or better and now I think like you know one of my top uh, construction guys like he may, may be better at heights than I am he may be better at some of this construction work than I am like I've really developed him to be really good at what he does and um, he's been able to replace me on the job site a lot not that I'm not on the job site or don't have to work my arrows my hours but uh, a, a lot of what I do now um, you know, I, I still have my nail bags on each and every day and, and getting work done on the job site. And especially lately as we've been shorthanded or I just have so many projects going like it, you know, I, I, I've counted on, you know, being there and getting things done. And so, um, but a lot of my job is, is, um, communication with clients. It's organizing and orchestrating decisions. It's making sure that we have the things we need to be able to move forward. It's, you know, there's so much of that work that has to go into it at the managing of a job site that I've got to trust these other guys. And I can't be at all three job sites at once. I can check in, I can hold people accountable for the work that they're doing and the work they're getting done, but I can't be on every job site all day, every day. And so, you know, I've got to continue to develop leadership in my company to be able to handle things while I'm gone and um, not have to worry about them. 
know that it's in good hands and it's taken care of and and uh, make everybody aware that I that I'm leaving or I'm going to be gone and taking care of my stuff beforehand. So there's just ways that I can just be better in 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 every facet of my life. And that goes for business, that goes for family, uh, that goes for my hunting, uh, my passion, what I truly love. So it's like there's there's so many things here. So I'm just going to work to continue to make myself better and um, not stress, really try to enjoy life, try to laugh and um, uh, really embrace the, the, the adventure and the things I get to go do and the lifestyle I get to live. And so, you know, really it's just like looking at these things because time is so important to being successful. And last year I did not have as much time as I had the year before. The year before I had an immense amount of time and I want to get back to that. So if that means taking less work, um, that's fine. I can do that. I can make less money. That's fine. Uh, but it's also developing, you know, the the leadership and the employees in my company to be able to handle things while I'm gone, uh, so I can leave and and continue to have work for those guys and and um, not have a bunch of uh, added stress to my plate. So I need to be good about saying no or letting clients know when I can um, realistically start their projects, not taking on too much, and also. Uh, if I get spread too thin, you know, I can't do my best work on these projects and, and my guys can't either. And I can't be doing them in, in such a, you know, the, the timely manner that I want to. So I uh, just need to make sure that I'm not taking on too much and that I'm creating time for what I love to do. Um, man, living life's what it's all about. And uh, we get one chance at this thing and just trying to build the best life I can for me and my family. Uh, also trying to build a good life for my employees and looking out for them. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's improvement, but it, you know, it's also being, being happy where I am and so fortunate for, for this life that I built and, um, life I get to live and, um, just trying to enjoy it and live it to the fullest. And, um, so that those are, I mean, that's pretty much my new year's resolution, live life to the fullest, a bunch of adventure, push my limits, improve in my skill sets, uh, uh, and, and really, you know, be happy with myself and where I'm at. Don't, um, don't feel guilty. So like, um, uh, just, um, just be happy, right? Like, um, that's it. Just be happy in life and keep working towards that. And we all have to work hard in life. We have responsibilities we need to take care of and we need to embrace those and, and be at our best for those as well. Uh, but also be at our best for our passion for what we love to do and these big adventure hunts and, and planning these for the season and, and really going on these hunts makes us a better person. You know, these are the reasons why we want to improve and, and, um, it, it gives us a, a, a reason, it gives us, a um, a something to work, work towards and something to look forward to. And, um, so I'm definitely going to be doing that and planning a bunch of adventures for the next year and uh, cutting these legs loose and um, seeing if I can arrow some trophy trophy critters. So, all right, guys, that's a wrap. Again, thanks to our new sponsor, Forever Barn, Forever Barnwood. Um, new reclaims old. Um, just an absolute awesome company. Uh, had an awesome discussion with the owner that lasted over an hour, uh, talking about his products and uh, his business that he's built. Uh, he's a veteran, um, just a great guy. And so um, I'm going to support this company, you know, not only through the podcast, but uh, through Barney Construction. And um, I'm really thinking in my new house, this is going to be amazing to be able to use a lot of this 
this reclaimed. It just looks so good in Western style houses. So uh, if you're in the market, you can order direct. Check them out at their website website at Forever Barnwood. I also want to thank Cutter Stabilizers. Uh, Earl Stroll just done an amazing job with that company. And um, these stabilizers, they really take your shooting to another level. Uh, to add a sidebar, uh, to go with uh, uh, longer stabilizers, to add and subtract weight off the front and back, to really fine-tune your shooting setup, to find perfect balance and perfect shot. Uh, it's done wonders for my shooting game. I've been using, uh, well, I've been using Earl stabilizers for the last few seasons at least and uh, i've been using a sidebar and stabilizers uh, uh for for probably the last 10 years or so it's really made a huge difference in my shooting game so if you're in the market make sure to check out cutter stabilizers and um man thanks to you guys um this podcast is in its seventh year I can't believe I like I just started this in my basement. In fact, I'm I'm down in the same basement where I started this now. But I've learned so much, um, you know, and that that's another part of um, what I want to do in the next year too is uh, is improve this podcast. Um, just improvement in the conversations, improvement in the guests, uh, improvement in the information and the content. Uh, I just want to grow this to another level. Like uh, I, I want to deliver to you guys that support me each and every week. And so um, I've really been working hard to prep prior to the podcast and kind of work out my thoughts or what I think would be interesting or most pertinent for you guys. And, um, and, and then on the podcast, trying to be at my best. And then, you know, through seven years, you learn, uh, learn to, to listen more. And my job as a podcast host is to bring the best out of my, out of my guests, and, um, so, you know, trying not to hog the mic or jump in and you guys have heard me talk, uh, <laughs> enough in 300 episodes or whatever. So really just trying to, to bring you the, the best interviews I can, but, but also, you know, I want it to be authentic and, uh, and interactive. Like I, I want to be able to add points to what somebody's saying and, and, uh, uh, so I, you know, just, I, it's like everything in life, you know, I talked about my construction company and bow hunting and uh, family. The one thing I didn't talk about was podcasts and outdoor opportunities. I'm so fortunate to be able to have a job in the outdoor industry, to be able to run this podcast, uh, to be able to write, to be able to film. It's just absolutely amazing. And I can't take that opportunity lightly. I've been, I, I've been pulling for that my entire life. And, um, you know, to, to have a job in the outdoor industry to get paid to hunt, like, um, you know, so I've, I've been working towards this my entire life and, um, I need to take this opportunity as serious as I can and just bring you guys the absolute best content, best information, uh, best photography, just the, the be at my absolute best. And, um, so I'm working hard to do that as well. And, uh, I want to grow this podcast again this year. You know, it, and and it just comes down to me putting myself out there, asking the right guests uh, to be on the podcast, preparing for these podcasts, and um, just bringing you guys the 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 absolute best content I can. Uh, be good on my solo podcast, like make sure that I have a point that I'm trying to bring across, that I have a theme. So yeah, just um, 
working on that as well. Like, like everything in life, uh, working on that and, um, working on being as happy as I can for this next year. But thanks you guys to all the support. We're in our seventh year of the podcast. Uh, you guys keep downloading, keep listening to these, whether it's with a guest or, uh, solo. And, um, I just can't tell you how much I appreciate it. The, the shares on social media really help out, uh, the ratings and, and reviews on, on iTunes and other podcast platforms really help out and, uh, just spreading the word word. If you hear a podcast that you really like, uh, reach out to the guests and tell them you liked them on the podcast or uh, share the podcast with your buddies. Just share the word of the podcast so we can build this great community. Like, I'm in it to see your guys' success as much as I am my own. And um, nothing makes me happier than having you guys share a successful story that, hey, patience kills the buck. Look at this buck I killed. And, you know, it's the moves I made and things I heard from your podcast that that I put into play on this stock that worked out like, man, and, and not, you know, I just play a very small portion or very small part in somebody's success, but it does, it makes me extremely happy to see that and um, see you guys, you know, making these changes in your life and, and, and making a, a better, more enjoyable life for yourselves. So, man, I just really appreciate the support with that. Let's wrap this thing up and I'll check in with you guys next week.